Hi, I'm Janine. This is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And standing by to join me is Lauren McRayer. We're going to talk about her new book, Like a House on Fire. Let me give you a little excerpt or a little teaser about it. Uh, this is an electric and seductive debut novel about a woman at a turning point in her life and what happens when she discovers the spark that makes her feel whole again. And got my copy right here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I was checking out your website. I kept thinking, I wonder what the inspiration was for this book or, you know, it's your debut novel. And you said it's not a memoir. So how did you come up with the idea? So when I first came up with the idea and it came to me, you know, after I was actually taking a nap on a girls weekend, a beach weekend in Mexico three years ago, and I was having one of those lovely little snoozes by the pool and I knew I, I wanted to start a new writing project. I didn't have an idea in mind. And I woke up and these two characters, Merritt and Jane, mm-hmm. had just announced themselves in my brain. They yeah. were like, we have something to say. Listen yeah. up. And at the time, you know, I was married to my husband of 15 years. I had three young kids. Mm-hmm. I was believed myself to be completely straight. And I thought this was just an interesting story about women and female yeah. friendship. And I knew I wanted to push the envelope in terms of the limits of female friendship and look at like what would happen if two women found, became friends under, you know, regular pretenses and then discovered that there was no limit. Like how far could that friendship go? Right. So I just started writing and these characters revealed themselves to me. They developed as I started writing. And once I got a few chapters in, I was like, oh, This is a love story. And actually, it's a love story about love at first sight, that the seeds of everything that's going to happen, you find that in their very first meeting. And it honestly is just a matter of time. It just, it naturally progresses. Yes. And, and where they get is not where I thought they would. Um, But I'm so happy that they got where they got. Um, And I guess in terms of your question about the personal connection to it, you know, in the writing, I realized that I was asking the same questions that Merit is. And once you start asking those questions, the answers take you places you didn't think you were going to go. Exactly. Now, have you always wanted to be a writer? Yes. I've always wanted to be a writer. And I often joked, my day job is in entertainment law and the TV industry that I went to law school just because you, I had nothing else to do with myself. All I could do was write. And so it seemed like a place where I could write more. Um, and then I found myself in a law career uh, and writing on the side. So um, I'm glad to finally be you know, doing it. And I feel excited for what's next. It's amazing. Do you feel like um, you had this balance of here, you know, you have the law career, but the writing was really fulfilling you. Yes, all the whole time. I mean, I, I was getting up at 5 a.m. to write, whether it be I was writing TV pilots for a while, I was writing young adult novels, I was, you know, anything to keep me, you know, creatively fueled, which I think honestly has made me a better attorney and, you know, a better like business executive sure. uh, having that outlet. So, yeah, it has been a constant juggling act. And 
you know, people ask, like, are you excited to quit your job and write full time? And for me, no, like the two serve each other, you know, exactly. The workplace gives you inspiration. It lets you use your brain in a different way. Right. Right. So it's a, it's a great balance. I enjoy it. I compare it to like practicing yoga. So for me, like practicing yoga kind of peels away layers. You discover more about yourself and you apply that to other aspects of your life. Totally. That thing they say in yoga, who you are on the mat is who you are everywhere else. You know, I, I think that that's, that's true in all the things that we do. You know, you show up to do the thing um, right. and you take the lessons from each in yeah. all the other arenas of your life. So, yeah. Definitely. Do you plan on writing another book? I do. I'm, I'm working on a new book now. You know, I, I certainly have no intention of writing this sort of like straight to queer midlife transition um, niche, but I'm writing a story about uh, two other friends who um, find themselves in each other. And I'm really interested in female relationships and sort of the stories that we've told ourselves about how women are supposed to interact with each other. And and maybe some of those stories are from a male-dominated culture. And I'm interested to explore, you know, what women can be for and to one another without that overlay. Growing up, did you, where'd you grow up on the East Coast? Uh, in a suburb of Atlanta, north of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, growing up, did you have very close female friends? Because I did. I, I did. And they're still close friends of mine to this day. And, and I think it's part of like my emotional health as a, you know, right. 40-something that I right. had those close friendships. They weren't fraught. They weren't toxic. They were supportive and loving. And, you know, I've always, you know, I love women. You know, I love how women are to each other. So, yes, yes absolutely. Did you write this book in the pandemic? I did. I, I wrote it. I started it uh, in the summer of 2019. Okay. And so I was like exactly halfway through when the pandemic hit. And looking back, it surprises me that I lost no momentum. And in fact, I mean, you know, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised because the book probably saved my sanity during those early months of life. That was my next question. <laughs> yeah. I was writing uh, in the evenings on the, my back porch of the house I lived in, you know, every night when the kids went to bed, you know, other, everyone else in the world was like Netflixing or like drinking yeah. a bottle of wine. I was out there, you know, sometimes with a drink, but usually not mm-hmm. just peck, peck, pecking on my computer. And it was really an escape and, and, um, sort of like a comfort blanket at the same time. It, it felt like a place I could go, but it also felt like something that was kind of enveloping me um, during that period. I love to write as well. And I feel like when you get into these stories and I write screenplays, you're just living the life of your characters. Like it, it's no different to me than sitting down and getting enmeshed in a great show on Netflix. Totally. And their voices come alive so much, you know, in your head mm-hmm. that you feel like you're having a dialogue and, I mean, as a writer, you'll probably understand this, but you learn from your characters and, and, you know, people say to you, but you created them. And I'm like, but it doesn't really work that way. They, they come alive. They become their own person. Definitely. And and so Merit saved me in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I created her and then she took me on a journey and she told me what I needed to know. And it was great. She's like a friend. Yeah. It's a journey of self-discovery. Absolutely. Yeah. What else would you like us to know about the book without giving too much away? I think, I mean, I'd, I'd want to say that there, there definitely is a, a love story among women, but I, I think that there's appeal to the story 
to people who, for whom that is not something that they've ever explored or that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's a story about what it's like to be a working mom, what it's like to be in a, in a two-income marriage, what it's like to negotiate uh, love over time. You know, Merritt, when we meet her, is married to her college sweetheart. And so they've been together a long time, and but people change. And right. how, how we change with someone, what it's like to be a, a parent, you know, Merritt has somewhat ambivalent feelings about, she loves her kids, but the experience of parenting yes. um, is, is tricky. It's complicated. And I, I wanted to embrace that. I didn't want it to seem like she's just psyched to be mommy 24-7. She's not. So many of us aren't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it, that's why I believe writing is such a great outlet, because as a mom, you're just kind of sometimes in burnout mode. Absolutely. And, and then we, we feel guilty about that. And we feel like we're failing as being a mom or being a wife or, you know, keeping up a household. And so we, we just get in this guilt cycle instead of saying, okay, well, let's look at everything I'm doing in a day. How much time am I, am I doing things that light me up, that bring me joy? Mm-hmm. And how can, I, how can I find that? Because you're better. I mean, I'm a better mom now than I was three years ago when I started writing this. You know, my experience was a lot like Merritt's. Now, yes. I, in a new life, I'm, I love all the things I'm doing, and I'm doing them all a lot better because I found kind of what makes me hum. Definitely. Um, a very wise person said to me recently, what percentage of your day do you give to you? Mm. So, you know, morning, noon, and night. And nighttime for a mom sometimes is like, oh, 2%. Totally. I mean, I I think there are women and I was one of them for a lot of years that could look at the day and think there's almost no time that I'm spending doing something that I actually choose, you know, to do for me. Yes. Um, So it's a balance and it's like a a constant uh, question of self-discovery and and personal curiosity. You have to ask yourself because you have to acknowledge that we change the things that lit me up 10 years ago. They might not be for me anymore, you know, so. Yeah. Any advice you give to people that are writers that are struggling? I would say, I guess, two things. One, and it's the thing everybody says, but make it a daily practice. Just even like just start um, and don't wait till the inspiration hits. Write about the color of your chair, you know, just to get the words flowing. Um, I also have started writing and I wrote uh, the first draft of like a house on fire by hand. And I know that's crazy in this technologically savvy age, but there are a lot of studies about the connection between the brain and the writing process by hand. So um, I'd recommend, you know, getting a notebook and just drafting. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote my first uh, book in a notebook. I started in a notebook. I travel everywhere, planes. I had to go to the East Coast a lot and I brought a notebook. Well, and it's a great practice and discipline to, to, you know, have that notebook with you so you can write everywhere because once you start doing it you're like oh i'm early at the restaurant i'm gonna go sit at the bar and wait for my friend to get here and and write or on the train or in an uber definitely Um, you don't have to plug it in exactly exactly (laughs) so where can people find out more about you uh the two main places are my website which is laurenmcbrayer.com which has for free download for anybody um a really great uh book club guide that my publisher put together so i highly recommend the questions are fantastic i didn't write them uh go grab that and then on instagram at lauren mcbrayer writes is where i show up the most in social media excellent let's just get a love it i'll post that thank you so much this was great congratulations thanks for having me it's so nice to meet you